Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Prime Minister said... Uh, on Friday, Thursday or Friday, that social platforms were failing their users, quote-unquote, and uh, he was speaking at the Viva Technology Conference in Paris. Just to Paris a lot, doesn't he? He said his government would hold companies to account for fake news and that they had to make major improvements to their means of dealing with the issue or there would be meaningful financial consequences. Quoting Mr. Trudeau, the platforms are failing their users and they're failing our citizens. They have to step up in a major way to counter disinformation. And if they don't, we'll hold them to account and there will be meaningful financial consequences. This was on Thursday. Well, joining me on the program is Carmi Levy. He's a tech analyst in London, Ontario. And it's always good talking to you, Carmi. It's hard not to get a visual when somebody uses the word scampering. <laughs> I think of squirrels, you know, trying to clear the neighborhood before something bad happens. It's like, you know, someone's targeting me. Let's run. And that's kind of the image in my head. I can't get it out of my head. It's one of those words. And I know it's going to follow me for the rest of the day and the night. I'll be hearing this scampering term and, and visualizing scampering for at least until tomorrow. All right. So um, let's talk about what the uh, what the prime minister has said is going to happen as far as the digital companies are concerned and this digital charter that he announced. What do you make of it? Well, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to pour cold water on this initiative. I think it's been pretty clear for a number of years, and it's becoming even more obvious as time goes on, that social media companies, digital companies, the large tech giants, the platforms, the, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Googles of the world – uh, they've basically been running roughshod, uh, and they've been getting away with the digital equivalent of murder. They're, they're allowing their platforms to be used uh, for all sorts of things that really weren't part of the original deal. Uh, and consumers, uh, end users, you, me, all of our listeners, uh, we are, we're, we're being unduly victimized. We're being compromised. We're being exposed. Our data is being stolen. It's being sold to the highest bidder beyond our control. Uh, we are increasingly likely when we go online to be cyberbullied. Uh, terrorists are using these platforms to plan their attacks. They're live streaming their attacks like we saw in Christchurch. And no one's holding Facebook and others like them to account. So I think it's a great thing that Justin Trudeau, that the federal government has said, you know, we're, we want to put in place a digital charter, a framework that will govern what is acceptable, what is not, and what the consequences are to these companies when those lines are crossed. The flip side of that is is that there's this belief that the government can solve the problem for us, that just because we have a digital charter in place, that will magically make the online world safe for all of us. And that, unfortunately, is not true, is that the government is not doing enough. Even once that digital charter is in place, 
It's not giving it teeth. It's not giving our law enforcement agencies the budgets, the the uh, the, the, the capability to actually enforce this charger, this charter. Basically, it's a paper tiger. So nice to have. Really, not quite enough, Mr. Trudeau. Do you see anything here that uh, concerns you as far as a potential collision with freedom of expression is concerned? There's always that risk, because and, and, and any time you hear any government agency say, you know, we need to tighten down controls of online activities so that, so that it's things like uh, terrorism, cyberbullying, hate speech, uh, meddling in election, things like that, that those are controlled, then of course the you know the freedom of the supporters of freedom of speech weigh in and say, I don't want the government censoring my online uh, discussion. And that's always a risk. There's a balance there that must be maintained. And uh, you know that's that's it's it's a valid argument. Uh, you know I want the government to protect me from abuses, but at the same time I don't want the government to stop me from sharing what I want to share, when I need to share it, and with whom. Uh, because left to their own devices, if the pendulum swings too far in the censorship direction, we may end up like China, where the government essentially controls everyone's activities online, assigns them a social credit score, which determines, based on their online activities, whether they get that job, whether they get that apartment, or whether uh, they're allowed to even get on an airplane and fly somewhere. So, you know, there have to be controls and protections in place to allow us to be protected per the digital charter, but at the same time, don't get in my way of expressing myself. Otherwise, we kind of lose what makes us democratic in the first place. You know, I remember, and uh, this this came to mind uh, shortly after you and, I, you and I spoke yesterday, mm-hmm. and that was when Justin Trudeau used the term people kind during one of his town halls. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of chuckling about that. And his then principal secretary, Jerry Butts, tweeted out an accusation uh, that used the word Nazis uh, directed toward those who were making merry of Justin Trudeau's terminology. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it just says to me, fine, yeah, let's, let's make sure that what is going on on social media is acceptable. I mean, I don't like, I don't like to, I don't like to, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word is anymore, but ban people. On, on Twitter, but I've, I've made the F word. For me, I've made the F word, the, the line, and I just hope nobody wants to go out now and say, let's drop the F word on Green's Twitter account because that's childish. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all, you know, there has to be a line. How do you establish that? That's what we were just addressing. And then, Carmi, I guess the question I have for you is how will the, how will the, um, the social media companies, how will the Facebooks of the world react to this? What should we expect from them? Well, I, mean, I find it interesting because Facebook hasn't responded specifically to uh, Trudeau's announcement this week, but they have touched on, you know, there have been other uh, challenges from Canadian government leaders, provincial government leaders, as well as government leaders in the U.S. and elsewhere in Europe uh, in recent months. And Facebook has, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has testified on Capitol Hill a number of times over the past year, and he's made it very clear that the company recognizes that it has a problem. They know that their platform is being abused in a number of ways, and they know that they could be doing a better job of implementing technologies like artificial intelligence or machine learning to scan the billions of posts that hit their platform every day and look for signs of malevolent or even illegal activity. Um, And so, you know, Facebook's response is, we have fallen short, we need to do better, we are going to prioritize that. 
Um, and that's all well and good, uh, but the truth of the matter is there is no artificial intelligence technology in the world that is capable of 100% capturing all of the things that would be, you know, quote-unquote illegal. Um, and also, there's no technology in the world that will uh, completely eliminate false positives. So, for example, it might mistakenly identify some innocent post that I share as uh, potentially terrorist-related, and then it pulls it down. And so the technology isn't where it needs to be. It probably won't be. Facebook is investing in it. All the other social media platforms are investing in it. But those technologies will, will not be in place for years, if ever. Um, this is another one of those cases where tech will not be that magic bullet, that panacea. Uh, it's going to be a combination of things. Better tools. They're going to have to hire more people uh, to moderate online activity. They're going to have to train them really well. Um, and we're going to have to develop this over time in much the same way we have a police force in place to keep our cities safe. Does it mean that there's no crime at all? No, but it kind of keeps it in check. And we continue to invest in better policing t uh, tools and techniques and we train our police better over time. It's that same logic online. What the digital charter will do is it will hold Facebook to account to ensure that they continue to invest where they need to invest so that their capabilities get better over time. It's a compromise, but it's the best we've got. You know, uh, one, one last point here, and uh, for, for years now we've been saying that social media and just the tech world, um, the Internet, its capabilities and uh, expand far faster than any legal reaction to what's taking place on on uh, on the internet on social media. That it's just technology is moving so quickly that legislative efforts by governments just cannot keep up. Mm -hmm. um, fair comment and 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 likely to continue. Absolutely, and I think it's totally fair. And the truth of the matter is technology races ahead. The law does struggle to keep up, and in fact, that gap will always be there. We will never reach a point where the law will actually be in lockstep with this, the current state of technology. But that's, that's fine. It's, it is the way it is. What I would hope, though, is that our governments would equip themselves so that that gap can be minimized. In other words, they bring people on board in the, the ministries that are appropriate, so the industry ministry, um, you know, Ministry of Science and Technology, that they have people there who are dialed into the industry and are best equipped to advise the government on creating the kinds of legislation that at least keep us in the game, keep us protected, okay. allow the economy to move forward. That's what we're hoping for. Minimize the gap and, and, uh, and don't just sort of throw paper at it. Actually be realistic about it. If we do that, at least we'll be best. And, and don't, intr don't, don't, don't shut down, don't try to shut down the fundamental cornerstone of democracy, and that's freedom of expression. Exactly. And, uh, you know, find that appropriate balance and make sure that all of the voices in the room are being represented as part of that discussion. Uh, what I fear up until now is that, you know, whenever the government you know, weighs into science and technology related issues, they're not fully informed. They haven't taken the time to bring themselves up to speed. And I mean, if you watch, uh, you know, a lot of the hearings in the U.S., right. It's almost embarrassing listening to the questions that are being asked because it's fairly clear these legislators have no idea how technology works. And unfortunately, I think to a certain extent, that is also true in Canada. We need to do better at all levels of government. Carmen Levy, always good talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Roy. From London, Ontario, tech analyst, one of the best, Carmen Levy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.